There is hope for us yet I am Laura McCallum, and I am Holly Whitaker. This is Home Podcast. That sounds very different when you said it. So this is Home Podcast. No, this is Home Podcast. (laughs) We haven't done it in a while. It's rusty. I don't know what I'm doing. I know either. Oh, oh, hello! Good morning. morning. We're back. We are back. Yeah, it feels really good. And this is the first morning. It's rec- recording this on September 1st. This is the first morning that I was able to peel myself out of bed. Actually, I didn't even have to peel myself. I just woke right up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it feels great to be back. And we have such an exciting episode to come back with. Oh, my God. I know. Well, it was also a very hard one episode. <laughs> yeah. Two tries. Two tries. <laughs> So, um, how are you? You I'm today great. is the second day of Alma's. Today's the second day that Alma went back to school. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. In back to school mode. We are. Does it I'm, smell like fall there? Uh, no, not What's yet. What's the it weather just, like? <laughs> yeah, we have to cover that. <laughs> um, it's actually the the air has shifted. You can just feel it's you know, shifting, but in my house right now, it smells very much like fall because I'm burning, I'm burning or misting or uh, whatever you call it. Um, essential oils that smell like cinnamon and orange. Clearly I'm ready. Um, did you do that on purpose? Cause you're trying to like, you know, call fall. No, I no. just, it's felt That's great. Very interesting. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's back to school. I'm I'm ready. This summer has been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, but I'm ready to. There's lots of seeds that have been planted, and it's a work that has been sort of put. Uh, sort of the building blocks have been put together, and now it's it's like go time. I'm traveling a ton, ton, ton over the coming weeks, months. Should I talk quickly about that since we're we're on it? Like what I'm. I what thought, I'm up to? Well, did you want to? I mean, I thought maybe we would have a conversation and then we would do our stuff, but sure. I don't know. Um, I'm very ordered. I'm like you talk, I talk about how I'm doing, and then <laughs> and then we talk about this, and I talk about that. You always want to just throw it all together, and it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. <laughs> have you? Yes, um, but no, I'm I'm great. I'm. I'm very excited about the next, about the work that's coming in the next few months and just uh, digging in. Good. Yeah. How are you? You're at your mom's. Yeah, I'm at my mom's. It came here on the Amtrak to get my car and got stuck on the way, of course. Um, Took me as long to get from LA, from LA to Fresno as it did from Rome to Chicago. Um, <laughs> no, no joke. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm back. I've been back for about six days at this point, and um, life completely um, took a major um, about face um, my last few days in Rome, and um, I'm working with that and and happy and in a good spot and really glad that everyone I surround myself with um, believes in um, 
you know, the world or the universal flow. Um, cause, <laughs> cause nobody's letting me freak out. Everybody's, you know, reminding me that things. Well, you have to be specific. What are you talking about? I mean, I don't know if I've, if I've even, if I'm ready to talk about it, you know, well, you're in okay. the short term. It's sure. just that you're not moving. I'm not moving. And the, and to also the thing that I'd been working on for the past four months, um, uh, with an investment, uh, firm did not, pan out and uh, at the last minute um mm-hmm. in a very unexpected way and so I'm yeah I'm I'm moving forward in in the next direction and um and it was really surprising but also the thing that was really surprising was um how uh, it didn't shock the system it was really just a um Okay. <laughs> right. Um, which is uh, just a testament to, um, I think, all the work that we do um, on this path of preparing ourselves to deal with this, like, unpredictable external world. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, it didn't pan through. And I'm just, I came back to L.A. and I was going to move. I was going, I literally was just still going to move. And I was going to, um, you know, I planned to do this move with a, with money. <laughs> and... I was going to do it without and just um, move forward with giving up my apartment. I'd actually given my apartment up like 30 days. I had it like 30 days before and mm-hmm. I was just going to sell all my furniture and then I was going to get a cheap room and couch surf and just kind of in um, New York. push in forward New York. in New York, right? Yeah. And then I came back and I woke up. I came back Friday night. I woke up Saturday morning and I decided... I've really, um, I've done that ungrounded thing for a really long time and I'm not going to do that to myself again. And I am going to stay, I decided to stay in LA. I got my apartment back. Um, and then just kind of, um, move intelligently, uh, and softly, uh, in mm-hmm. the next direction. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk about this in a second, but I, I just decided to move forward and, um, do another hip sobriety school earlier than I had thought and, mm-hmm. um, and do the next thing. So, so yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm doing, I'm, it hasn't depressed me. It hasn't, um, it hasn't upset me. It's made me, um, it's made me a little more still, um, mm-hmm. And, and, and terrified for sure. But also just, um, I really do trust, I really do trust in, in the fact that, that, um, that I don't know what's best for me. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Did that, did I explain it? Well, I wasn't really prepared to talk about it. So, um, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) No, you explained it. You're, you have to remember we're in the, we're in the business of, telling or talking about our stuff and people want to know, you know, I, I think it's a big deal to, cause it, it's like, we, we have all this stuff that we work on, you know, and we practice and we, we learn. And this is one of those times where you really get to put it all and you get to like the, <laughs> you get to test it. Well, it's true. And I, I mean, yeah, I, it wasn't that I'm not trying to tell the truth. I just, I, I wasn't no, ready. I'm not ready to talk about it. I've just been in this cocoon, like, um, actually, uh, figuring out, um, right. f- just in my own, you know, like taking my own private space to figure it out. And I was, you know, before this airs, I'll posted it, um, on my blog and on Facebook. And, um, because a lot of people think I'm in New York right now or on my way. Um, and so, uh, but it's more of, you're exactly right. This is this, like, it's one of those really beautiful things where we actually do get to test it out. And it's so funny. I don't, I'll never forget that. Um, I mean, I was sitting, I was walking in Rome and I had a call with this guy I've been working with and, um, and we were just kind of checking in on the status of how things were moving. And I sat down and 
he told me all of this and, and, um, it was very shocking. (laughs) And I was, Mm -hmm. I was sitting and I was, I was on the streets in Rome. We were on Skype and he just said, do you have anything to say? And I said, um, no, I don't. And I was smiling and he was like, okay. And, and, um, and I didn't, and I haven't really had much to say. It's really Mm -hmm. been this really sweet process of taking some really, um, you know, what could be seen as bad news and taking it, not looking at it as bad news, actually looking at it right. as just the, the opportunity to actually, you're exactly right, the opportunity to work with, with what, what, what I've learned. Um, and yeah. it's, it's, you know, this will be probably one of the biggest things that's happened um, to me in the last few years. Um, and it's so far been actually pretty sweet. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. All right, so let's move into talking about um, some stuff that you and I have going on. Um, first, before anything, I'd really like you to talk about the website. Yeah, so we are we put together a new website, a new home for the home podcast on the internets, and it is up and live. It's gorgeous, Laura and made it, and it's fun. It's really fun, and. It is homepodcast.org. All the episodes are already there. That's where we'll be posting new episodes from now on, not on my website or Holly's website. Uh, There's all the subscribe information on the site. And we are going to be putting up a store. Two things that are important about this site. We're going to be putting up a store. We have put out like limited uh, runs of t-shirts that are, you know, have funny things that have come up on the podcast or things that have become kind of aphorisms of what we say. (laughs) One being teetotaler that uh, Holly came up with that one, awkward till I die, also a Holly one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come t-shirt. And so people have been asking, are we going to put out more t-shirts? And yes, we are. And we're going to do a lot, you know, some, some more dif- designs and different ones and ones mugs. for men and mugs, w- ones for men. And oh, yes. we're going to do mugs and other fun and things. Mugs. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to put up a really, are you excited about the mugs? I was so excited. I want all the mugs. Um, <laughs> Yes, I'm really excited about this shit. Like, I I don't know. Um, yeah, so we're putting up a store. Yeah, sorry. I got really excited. I'll shut up. <laughs> and mugs! We're going to have mugs. Well, mugs are obviously, like, why, don't we, why didn't we do that before? I don't um, know. I don't know. Yeah, so we're putting up a store, but also um, we have a donate button up. And this is really important because Laura and I are, we're still in, you know, the early stages of both, both her and I doing... Um, you know, really trying to make our, our way and do our work, right? And so we've done this thing for free. Um, and some of you have sent us, a few of you have sent us donations just on the side, which has been just so deeply appreciated. And, and to all of those of you who bought our t-shirts and their little limited editions, but we really, you know, this is, we haven't gone out and sought advertisers. It's really just something that she and I do. And we spend a lot of time doing, um, cause we love it. Um, mm-hmm. but we do have a donation button up, um, for, for those of you that want to support the show. Um, and, um, and I don't know if that will be a forever thing. I think it'll be a thing that we just have until we actually um, move from this stage of we quit our jobs and we are starting <laughs> these new careers. Note, we did not quit our jobs <laughs> to do home podcasts. 
<laughs> it's true. Um, so anyways, there's a donation button up there. If you want to support the show, you know, just a small amount each month or a one-time donation, it would be so deeply appreciated. And then also, um, lastly, as always, if you can, please go to iTunes and please, um, give us a, uh, either a rating or, or give us some, um, a listener comment. Um, this all helps us make this um, what it is and hopefully grows it so that it can reach more people. So, yeah. okay. What else you got? Uh, just real quick, some things that I have going on this fall. I have, if you are in Boston, I have a workshop. It's a yoga-based workshop called Working with Fear and Manifesting Change. It's on September 24th at South Boston Yoga all uh, the registration, it's almost sold out. I have, I think I can um, just take a few more spots, but the registration info is on my website. Uh, and the, another thing I am super excited about, and we are almost sold out for this, or there are truly just a few f- spots left is Meadow DeVore. And I, uh, if you don't know Meadow, we have had her on the the show and she is our money gal. Um, but also, a wonderful life coach, uh, and yoga teacher. And she, uh, her episode's amazing. We've heard probably more feedback about that episode. At least I have than, than most of the others. So take a listen. She and I are teaming up and doing a series of retreats that will hopefully become a, you know, long-term thing called retreat with two R's. Uh, our first one is going to be in Bainbridge Island, Washington at Islandwood, uh, and it is going to be amazing. This spot, I'm so excited to go there. It's the first one of our retreats. Um, read all, I, I can't, I'll, I'll let you do the details on my website or Meadows website. So that I believe will sell out very quickly um, after now that it's after almost after Labor Day. I think we're going to close out. We only have five or six more spots left. So, yeah, that's what I've got going on. I'm um, so excited about that. I'm really excited about you and Meadow pairing up. I think your energy is just going to be amazing together. Um, and also, yeah, Bainbridge is where I just figured it out. Bainbridge is where Yvonne lives. I like. I was yeah. like, I know where that is. I know where that is. That's, so that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback for people asking for that one. Um, So we decided to move it up, do it first, and then subsequent ones will be in planning one for Stowe, Vermont in January. We're going to do a Villa Beach where Meadow lives in the spring. We're going to do Tahoe where um, during Wanderlust next year and a few others. So Awesome. Mm -hmm. And you, you... I'm doing another hip sobriety school, and I'm doing this one. This is going to be a very small one um, in October. It starts October 13th, and registration will probably open up the week of September 26th. This will be a very limited one. Um, I've done the last couple ones with a large large group of people, um, and this one will be um, limited uh, to just, I think, probably just 100 people. Um, possibly less. Um, more to come on that, but if you want to check out what it is and what it's about, you can go to um, hip sub- no, 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 the Hip Sobriety Project. 
I didn't say W. Um, <laughs> you can go to thehipsobrietyproject.com. And the school is just essentially, it's a boot camp to help either prepare you for sobriety or to actually help you create, um, help you uh, get stronger in your sobriety. It's It really is just, it's an eight-week, uh, it's an eight-week, I call it a group coaching program. Really what it is, it's an eight-week school to help you um, navigate how to build a holistic recovery and do it in a group setting and also, um, you know, do it with, with a, with, with a support team. Um, and it's my, it's the joy of all joys. It's the thing that I, um, the thing that I will be focusing, um, most of my life on building out. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it's my, it's the best thing that I do if I do say so myself. And so, um, if you want to check it out, the hipsobrietyproject.com school will start October 13th. Um, this is just all forming right now. And so many more details to come. So, all right, awesome. on with it. So our first episode is with um, Glennon Doyle Melton and uh, <laughs> not Glennon <laughs> Melton Doyle. That was very formal. Thank you. Um, it's with Glennon and uh, we interviewed her. We got to interview her. Um, God, how did we get to interview her again? I have no idea, but we actually knew about it back in April and then had to wait for a very long time to get to this point of releasing it. And also, I don't know if any of you have caught it, but Laura and I recorded uh, a recorded the first interview with her, and um, I did not. I did not record. <laughs> I did not record. Did not hit record. Um, and then also did not notice for an hour and a half that I had not hit record. And so it was just one of those really crazy fluky things. And then the lovely Glennon, um, being <laughs> as generous and sweet as she is, um, uh, did a second interview with us. And so this is the second interview that we did with her. And this is to promote her, uh, her new book, Love Warrior. So for those of you, and I doubt on this podcast, there are many people that don't know who she is, mm-hmm. but, um, but Glennon, uh, she, I found her, I found her not through her blog. Um, she started a blog called Momastery. Um, that was just truth telling. I mean, she's, she was one of the, I think she's, is she the OG in, in like severe truth? T- I think she's the OG in severe truth. Telling. She's definitely one of them. Yeah. yeah. But I found her when I was one month sober, less than a month sober. I was on a, a weekend, a girl's weekend with five of my best friends. And these weekends historically had been just total shit show drunk weekends. And one of my girlfriends, um, Shri came up and, and handed me this book called carry on warrior. And she said, um, I think you need to read this. And I opened it and I couldn't believe that somebody was actually telling the truth about what their life looked like behind the scenes and um I I devoured it and then I went home and I started my own blog and decided that I needed to tell the truth too and this is the impact that this woman has which is Mm -hmm. she is fiercely truthful and brave and also scared at the same time and vulnerable and all of the things she actually is one of the few people that I think is is um is somewhat is is somewhat transparent in this world and um and because of her I have I got the courage to do what what I did and um and and so many other women um are are the same in that we really look up to this woman we really look up I mean I would say teachers of all teachers um she's the one that I look up to the most and so she's um, also really funny Oh my God. Well, yeah, that, but (laughs) she's many, she's many things, but the thing that she is the most is that she's, she's, she's a, she is a warrior. I mean, it's, it's no Mm -hmm. accident that both of her books have, have that 
word in its title. Um, mm-hmm. And so she wrote this beautiful book, Love Warrior, and it was about the um, it was about the disintegration and then also the reconciliation of her marriage. And here is the thing that's the true testament to um, to her strength and um, and her warriorism, warriorlessness, <laughs> whatever warriorlessness, warriorlessness. Um, is that she wrote this book, and right as it's about to launch, about the reconciliation of her marriage, um, right as it's about to launch, um, her and Craig, uh, her husband, uh, filed for separation, and she announced that, and and yet she carried on and is still promoting the book, and, and did it despite, um, you know, all of the feedback that she should wait to announce this, uh, or yep. possibly put the book, I mean, she's, she's just, she's, she's, um, otherworldly. And so, um, so if you haven't caught it or if you have caught it, uh, the book is about her marriage, but also right now what's going on with her marriage is very different. And the whole thing is just lovely and weird. And in this interview, as Laura pointed out to me earlier, um, which I totally forgot about, like Craig is, um, Craig is in the interview because he is vacuuming (laughs) in the background. So the whole thing is just, it's beautiful and it's surreal. And she's one of my, she's, she is, she's my, she's my teacher. And I know that, I know that she's that to many people. And it is such an honor. I can't even begin to tell you what an honor it is um, for me. And I know for Laura to have the opportunity to, um, to interview this woman and have her mm-hmm. on, on our special show. Yep. So anything yes. to add? No, okay. you said it. You did great. And I'm sure everyone's just ready to, if they haven't. No, shut forward. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on. God, you're, damn. You're sliding. You're sliding. Well, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Girlies, you love me so much. You pretended not to record the other one. Yeah. Bad joke. Bad joke. <gasps> Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that happened. You guys, when my sister and I'm sorry, I can't I just I showered for you, but I just cannot do the use the blow dryer. Um, this is like, okay. This is I the very you. best I can do. Yeah, okay. no, I I have no nothing's happened. No bra, nothing. No. Oh, I love it. Okay, good. I wouldn't have showered if I knew we were doing that. Um, so my sister told me and she was like so scared to tell me, and I just could not stop laughing. Oh, <laughs> I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. Oh, I was, I was, well, I mean, one day maybe I'll laugh. Um, I was so heartbroken because it was such a good conversation. I know. And I just, um, it just, I mean, all the, everything about it hurt and still really hurts. <laughs> I know. There must have been something about it that wasn't supposed to be out there yet. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I kept saying. We've said that. We've said that. Because that's the kind of bullshit we have to tell ourselves, right? (laughs) Oh, this this is the conversation that has to happen. Right. This is it. Mind-blowing. No, you guys, here's the deal. This is the deal with this sort of thing. So the next time some lady messes something up with you guys... And you're all pissed. You have to forgive her. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I can't wait for that. Okay, so this is how we turn the mistake into, like, this amazing thing that keeps going and going and going. And then you have to tell her that she has to pass it on, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Should we chat for doing Should this? we make sure? Um, we are. We're recording. We're double recording. Again, we did double. Re- I did double record, by the way. That was 
it, anyway. Can we do a playback <laughs> of some kind? You want to do? You want to use her time to do? We have forty minutes. I don't want to record and not have it be recording. It is recording right now. It says okay. it right there. Okay. 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 <laughs> So, so, all right, Hi, so, guys. hello. Hi. You know, and, like, the worst part is, like, I gave that speech at the last time telling you how you changed my life, <laughs> and so that's just between us now. Perfect. Um, so you already know that. <laughs> I do. I do, and I'm so grateful. I remember all of it. Okay, good. All right, so let's jump right into it, I guess. Um, yeah, since we have a shorter time, and, I mean, we can work, we'll do an intro later yeah. where we talk about the fuck up. And all of that stuff. <laughs> and how and the grace chain that we're starting. And the, and grace, the, chain. the grace chain and the forgiveness chain. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, so we'll do all that later. We'll give you like the proper intro, but we, um, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. okay. So where are you, by the way? In my bedroom. Oh, this is your bedroom? I yeah. This, this is where awesome. none of the magic happens. <laughs> the cloth is? Do you in the closet? No, I've come out of the closet. <laughs> I don't live in the closet anymore because um, I used to actually work all day in a closet because I didn't have any space in my house. And my therapist was finally like, I don't know if it's a good idea for someone who's prone to depression to sit in a dark room for 10 hours a day. Fair. So we did this like remodel of my house and I have an actual office in the front and it has windows and bookshelves and it's so amazing. You graduated. So. Your, your bedroom looks like a hotel room. I thought you were in like some Miami hotel room. Mm -hmm. Oh, not look really. Look I know. I didn't catch that. Can you like see? I don't know how to make you see it. <laughs> it's just like white and blue and it has a bed. <gasps> Maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. So how is, okay, so the last time we talked, you had only done one interview about your book. You've been actually doing, I'm assuming, because we saw you post about Liz Gilbert the other day, who we saw yesterday. I, how was it? I'm so jealous of my brother and sister Liz who were together. Were they amazing? They were so, like, not only did they look alike, but they actually played off of each other really well. Yeah. And no, it was like, it was about six or, it was eight hours that we were there. And by the time Laura and I finished last night, we couldn't even, like, we had gotten so much from them that we couldn't even, like, talk. We no, were no. Learn our speech. Yeah. They are heaven. They are heaven. And they are like cosmic siblings. And yeah. whenever they're together, they send me a picture of themselves together. And then I have my and then I have my friend Amy Photoshop myself into the picture because I get so jealous and annoyed. They did talk about you. Oh good. They better. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about how you, they talked about what you get asked the most when, by, by everybody, which is how you gain followers. And, um, <laughs> which is ironic since I've never done anything except yeah. for me. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what they said is that you serve the ones that you have. Yeah. Your answer is always you serve the ones that you have, which I love. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, so we were, okay, so you've done, you've now done more interviews for this and also like, um, it's been a couple of weeks. So how are things going in terms of like the feeling about the book and getting closer to its release date? Love Warrior Book. I mean, you got, I haven't done that many more interviews since our last one. I'm just going to keep doing them with you over and over and over again. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to tell my sister, if you can just keep it to home, <laughs> just, then <laughs> I'd feel comfortable. Um, yeah. I just feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is what happened. So you write this book and it seemed like Love Warrior seems so 
I mean, I know from people who are reading it now that it feels very like edgy and kind of different and scary in some ways. Um, but for me, I finished it like years ago. So I'm already on to like 12 other scarier things. Yeah. <laughs> when did you finish it? Um, maybe like a year ago. Okay. So when we're talking about it being edgier, are you talking about it because of the content or are you talking about it because of the tone? Both. I mean, I think that, I think, I actually think a lot, I'm scared that a lot of my regular readers are going to be f- totally freaked out by it. Why? Well, I mean, like, well, just the basic things, like there's, it's about porn and sex and um, God in like a weird way, like mixed up with all that porn and sex and darkness, you know, which is like the only way I can understand God at all. Hold on a second. That's my kid's school. So let me mute it. Yeah. Obviously I can't answer it. There might be a problem. Um, so (laughs) I just hung up you guys. Oh, I'm going to use that every time the school calls. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not, I feel like people usually write about God separate than all that dirty life stuff, yeah. which for me, they're just totally and utterly all wound together. You know, I feel God the most during those scary, dark times. And then I don't know all the cursing. People are always giving me a hard time for cursing all the time. I don't yeah. get it. I, I know. They don't give other people a hard time. I, I don't know. Like, so I was doing this, I think I told you last, I was doing this interview with this like Christian um, magazine and they, and I thought they were going to be nice to me, which I never know. I don't know why I keep thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the questions is like, why do you feel the need to curse so much? And I was like, I, for me, it's honesty. Like, it's just a level of honesty. Like I can't even, so, and, and it's being a writer. Like sometimes you have to choose the right word. Yeah. And it's also being the true right word. to you. It's also being true. To, it's not putting on, it's like, it's actually staying true to who you are, which is using the words that you use in your real life. You just posted the other day. You're not the, one person on the internet and another person in real life. You're the yeah, but most, but a lot of people are. So they want you to be this like two different versions of yourself. Which, of all the things though, I think that's really funny. Like I know all the things that, that, that. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I want to be like, did you see any of the other offensive things I did this week? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to concentrate on that? This isn't the one. No. Yeah. No, but I, I don't know, you guys. I feel like it's going to be really interesting. I think that Love Warrior, it is about infidelity and it is about porn and it is about, you know, a marriage's breakup. So I think it's going to be kind of easy for people to make it like that one-liner, salacious, like sure. tell all thing, you know, which is why I'm trying not, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do morning shows. Like I'm not going to do any of those things where you get like one line and then you're yeah. labeled that one thing. Parenting like, experts. Uh, right. Oh no, no, no. When I was in the station with Carrie and Warrior, do you know what my claim to fame was on the bottom? Because of freaking Carpe, Don't Carpe Diem, this essay I wrote, oh, yeah. on the bottom it said, I'm going to send it to you. It said, Woman is aware time goes by fast and is okay with it. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> is that on the Today Show? Because Yes, I will send you the link. I worked for how long? Eight years. And woman is aware time 
I'm going to spy fast. I can only imagine what the line would be for this book. I'm not. It's really funny. Okay. So when you're talking about all this, I'm like, it was about porn. You know, like, that's not what I remember. Right. Not what I remember. What I like, and what I think when you say edgy, I think it's edgy. And Laura and I both kind of like pulled on this this morning. We were talking about what other questions we could ask you, um, was about how much there's a thread of anger that runs through it. That doesn't your work is your work, even though it's very honest, it typically is very loving and it does like you give people permission to be at their wits ends and you give people permission to be messes. But I don't think that you've really ever touched on in what I've seen this, like this ability to be angry. And for me, we, we, I said this last time, but I'll say it again. It's it's cause it's palpable. Now this kind of culminated reading your book, like kind of happened along with a couple of other things happening in my life that has really like allowed me to be in this comfortable place of being angry. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, when I think of what's edgy about that is that that's be like anger is, is a very, we don't talk about it very much. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about, especially women's like I'm reading this book called all the single ladies. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. read it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it just like, we don't have permission to be angry in this society. We get called names when we're angry mm-hmm. uh, or we're, told like it's just because we are this like x y or z man hating you know can't get a husband whatever kind of crap and so i think for me isn't it funny how guys make it all about men every time like if you're angry it must be that you can't get a man it must be hilarious no but i think that that for me was the part that really was the edgiest of it I, for me, when I read it, which was that you you were angry and, and there was, and maybe you didn't even say you were angry, but you can just, like, it's just like the buzz of the book. The book is angry. Like, not, yeah. it's not angry, but there is a- No, it is. angry. And so for me, it allowed me to feel angry because you, I look up to you, right? Like mm-hmm. I do. Like I look, like we have our teachers and we say if they do it, then it gives us permission to do that too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So anger is like the most untapped- power that women have you know it's like one of the messages that we're, we're given so early which is smile smile why aren't you smiling why aren't you smiling I mean I see people in the grocery store do it to my two-year-old niece yeah. right he's two years old smile honey I just want to teach my two-year-old niece to go like this when someone says smile I want her two-year-old little chubby hand to go <laughs> <laughs> let me teach you something baby yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, and this is just like a time in my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there will be other times that are less angry, but yeah, I mean, when your marriage, when you realize that you've been cheated on your entire marriage, that it all has to do with sex and infidelity and porn and all of that, like you start to really think about what you've learned as a woman, like since you were a little girl, like about what bodies are for and what women are for mm-hmm. and right. what love is and what love isn't. And, you know, how we're supposed to be spending all of our time, our time finding a man and then keeping him. Right. And, you know, all of like, all of this stuff that really all, I mean, you know, I think instead of getting angry, I think I noticed all that stuff really young. Like I understood the rules of the world very young. Yep. I understood that, that a girl was supposed to be quiet and a girl was supposed to get smaller and smaller. She's supposed to make her body smaller, her voice smaller, her being smaller. She really wasn't supposed to insert herself into any situation because we are used to caring about what we look like, not what we see. Yep. Right? So we're used to, to worrying about being desired instead of desiring. Okay. I had like a new, a new friend say this to me, that she's a woman, and she said to me, I don't, I've never cared about how I look. I care how I feel. 
And I was like, what did you just say to me? Because that's a fucking revolution. Like that's how men live. Yes. Yes. I don't care how I look. I care how I feel. And so like sex, right? I mean, I'm so busy in bed trying to like look sexy. Like, is this, is this arching? Like, is this, is my hair? Like, am I, uh, whatever, like we're supposed to look like, you know, instead, like, are you experiencing me in an amazing way? Yep. Yeah. As opposed to like, am I, do I even fucking like this? Yeah. Am I here? Am I present? You know, is this like an, an act of love and passion and surrender for me? Or am I just performing for you? Yep. That's right. And so I think I realized that in many, maybe most aspects of my life, I'm just performing. Yeah. You know, I'm just being as pretty and now like as smart and as like sparkly and as, you know, as I can, like I'm caring more about what I look like to you as opposed to whether I even like what you look like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I want to teach my girls and teach myself how to be like the subject of my own life, not like the object, you know, not like I have to walk around, um, being attracted to everybody else, I want to know what I like. Yeah. Like what turns me on? What like excites me? What compels me? What draws me? And then worry about that. Like I need to get out, think outside the mirror. Yeah. <clears throat> you explain that part, that part really well in the book about in relation to sobriety and getting sober. Like this is a different level to me, the, the, the man stuff or the anger that comes from revealing bigger lies that you've been told but one second girl (laughs) craig vacuuming sorry loud noise yes good for her (laughs) when you have an angry wife your house gets vacuumed Amen. That's beautiful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, where was I? That's beautiful. Oh, that was so different level anger with the men. Level anger. So, so I, you know, this is like, um, obviously you're totally open about your sobriety and, and it's been a while. And, and I loved the part in the book where you talked about, um, okay, so I'm sober now and I have no, and this happened too when you and Craig kind of, when you left, um, what do I even like? Like, who the fuck am I? What, who am I without this identity? And drinking is really good, or drugs, at making you be a great reflection, or you think it is, right? It's like, oh, I can do this now. All these things that I thought I was supposed to be, I can do now. Like, I can connect with you and I can be soft and I can look good and, you know, and I can have sex. And so this, it felt like this book to me, I said it like vibrated in my hands, but it's like another level of sobriety. It's like emotional sobriety, which is the big. And spiritual sobriety. Yes. Like not depending on rules about religion to, to define your spirituality. Like not, I mean, cause sobriety like eating disorders for me, it was like the same thing as religion. Like if I can make enough rules around food, if I can make enough rules around these things, then I will protect myself from myself. Yeah. Right. And same with religion. It's like, if we can make enough rules around God, like we'll be able to control 
what happens to us. It's like all about control and loss of control, I think. It's a natural yeah. response, though. It's an intelligent response. Totally. Totally. But then yeah. it doesn't work. It stops working. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things that has been such a huge blessing about my life falling apart, every time my life falls apart, it ends up being in, an insane blessing, right? Yeah. Because I don't think that anything falls apart until it needs to. Like, like the first time I was on the bathroom floor with the pregnancy test and was like, okay, this is an eviction from my life. Like if I want to be a mother, which for whatever reason, I desperately, when I looked at that thing, that pregnancy test wanted to become a mother. Yeah. So it's the first time in my life that I wanted something more than I wanted to be numb. Yeah. yeah. I never wanted anything more than that was my number one core need is yep, right. to be numb from feelings. Right. Because I, I think I sensed that I was an insanely sensitive person and that I just wouldn't be able to take it, whatever the hell that means. I say it 12 times a day. I don't know what it means. Um, so, so I remember thinking like this is an, this pregnancy test is an eviction from my life. Like I'm being evicted from my life right now as a drunk, as a bulimic, as a whatever. And that was okay because my life sucked. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, good call universe. Like solid eviction notice. Right. And so I got to move on to like a truer identity. So I think every time one of our identities gets taken away, it's because there's a truer one on the way. Right. Yeah. So, so then my, my identity stopped being drunk and bulimic and batshit crazy and all these things. And then I took on these roles as identities. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm a mom. <gasps> That's what I am. I'm a mother and I'm a wife. And then I'm a writer and I'm like a church lady, a fucking church lady. I'm a Sunday school teacher. Okay. So I was like putting on all these identities, which is what women do, right? Like if you ask a woman who she is, she tells you who she loves and who she serves. And sometimes what she does, like that's what women do. But the, that's like a beautiful thing because that's what keeps the world going around that we define ourselves by our roles. But it's also a terrifying thing because roles can be taken from you. Yes. So if you, and, and are by nature, that's roles change. Like that's what they're actually made to do. So if we are people who def define ourselves on our roles, we are constantly terrified. Yeah. Because what happens if he leaves or we need to leave? What happens when a kid dies? What happens when a kid goes to college? What happens when we lose that job? Like we're constantly terrified, right? We're living in this scarcity because we know deep down that all of these things can be taken from us. Yep. So the challenge as women is to seriously, what happened to me when my roles, these roles started to get taken from me, which I knew was because a truer identity was coming. You knew that? To I mean, that's the blessing of rock bottom. Once you've been there. Not, not when you got sober, but in the thing with cry, like in your marriage. Yeah, I think I knew that. I mean, I think I, kick, I, think I was kicking and screaming the whole time. Yeah. But I think I knew enough from my first rock bottom that I knew something was coming. Otherwise, I would have numbed out, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the worst pain of my life. If I didn't know something good was coming, I would have, fuck, I would have obliterated myself. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's just this idea of women having to really figure out who they are, like what feeds their soul, like identifying on the soul level instead of a role level, you know, like, because if you ask a woman what she loves, she'll go, huh? <laughs> yeah. like, like she'll go, my kids. My kids. Right. 
or, or she'll like say something about her home or she'll say something about her, maybe she'll say something about her work. You know, she, she will definitely mention relationships. Yeah. Which you guys, I know we're made for relationships. Okay. And I know that women and my relationships are the most important things in my life and yada, yada, all the things I have to say, but we've got to get true identities in that. Like these people come and go. And like the, the parents who are so like identify themselves only by their kids and their relationships as kids, their kids are screwed. Yeah. Sense their kids can sense that their parent is not just there to parent them. Their parent is there to get their, all their identity and all of their needs met by this kid who needs to have their own life. Yeah. yeah. My kids need to know that I'm okay without them. Yeah. It's not their job on earth to make me okay. So, okay, so how do you integrate this? So you go through this and you start to understand that this is, that you're not mother, you're not wife, you know, that you are not Sunday school teacher, that you're not writer. How do you start to assimilate, like, how does this change how your existence is? Like, how does this change you? What does this look like in your life? So I would say, I mean, I forget all the time and I'll go back, I'll have another identity tomorrow and today. Yeah. Like, it constant. I forget. I'm like free. I'm spiritual equivalent of Dory from Nemo. <laughs> yes. Like I know things and I'm like, I am amazing. I am Buddha basically. I am so wise. <laughs> and then the next day I wake up and I'm like, wait, what, where am I? What do I feel like? I don't this is starting over again and again and again. So I'll forget all of this. Okay. I'll forget that my identity is not wrapped up in other people and other things and titles and job, I'll forget it. And then I'll build up this whole other new identity for myself. And then something will come and tear it down. Yeah. yeah. That's what will happen. And then I will learn everything over and over again. And then I'll just have it on a little bit of a stronger level. You know, I mean, I think I know that no matter what identities I, everything, every problem we have is an identity problem, right? That I know, um, that there's no identity that I can build for myself that is, that is truer than just child of God. Right. I was going to say, so that I I love that. I don't want to skip past that. Like you said, every, every problem is an identity problem Mm -hmm. because every time, because we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. I'm weak. I'm sensitive. I'm broken. Like if another woman says to me that she's broken, I'm going to break her. Okay. Like I feel like we need to get rid of that. I actually said that in Carry On Warrior. Yeah. I, said, I think I'm broken. Ugh. Yeah. No, like what? What does that even mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I think that identity problem as a kid is why I started drinking and overeating. Like I'm too sensitive for this. I can't handle this. I, I have to get out. I have to numb. I have to, no, none of that was true. Yeah. You know, none of that was true. I could have handled my business the whole way through. And none of my problems were, my, were because of my problems. My problems were because all the things I used to avoid my problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I, I look at pictures of myself, you guys, and I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. I spent all day eating and throwing up, eating and throwing up, eating it. My weight fluctuated like four pounds. In a day? In an hour? In, no, in like 15 years. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I spent all of that time trying to change myself and like, I could have just left the, the you know well enough alone. I know. Yeah. You had to do it. Yeah. I could have dealt with all of it. It's an identity problem. I was never broken. I was never too sensitive. I was never screwed up. I was just in pain, which everyone is in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's perfect. I mean, that I, it's really interesting and I love hearing you talk this way because this is not the way you talk. No, this is not ago. the way you talk and, or like that. It's not what, it's not what I'm used to. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's intimidating on some level. It is. Cause it's like re, you know, because we all have like this idea of you, right? Mm-hmm. Like people talk about you and they're like our Glennon, you know, like, you know, our Glennon. And so, and this is, and you're not the same. You're, and you're like, you're on, it's not the same. And so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that? Or how do like, you, like, what do you mean? Do you mean like I'm not like as sweet as you think? Like I'm not like as. No, I mean I do not get me wrong. I fucking love like this is. No, I want to know what you you say you're saying though because if if I'm different, I need to be like savior on other podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) With you guys, it's okay. Your version of and I'll tell you my version of how she's different because because we both. You're unapologetic. It's not as it's not as sweet. You're not sugarcoated. I mean, you've never sugarcoated, but it's even less sugarcoating. You're. It's almost like um, I, it's harder to explain in words. It's more like how I feel when you're talking, which is kind of like fuck yes, like sister, and like mm-hmm. um, even though it's always been fuck yes, sister, it's more like thank you. Please keep talking, and please mm-hmm. be angry, and please keep mm-hmm. going, and keep saying these things. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, people are totally gonna freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what I feel right now. But it's just. Um, have you guys seen that meme that's going around? My whole spirituality is just memes. But have you seen the meme that says like a woman who um, does not require the world's validation is the most feared creature on earth? Yeah. Oh, I have not seen that, but I yes. fucking love it. Yes. Oh. Like that's where we're going, sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I know. Where we're going. I know. It's, but it feels like very. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like um, I'm running to keep up right now on some level. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think we got to this level and then all of a sudden it's on this completely different level, which is, it's, it feels not dangerous, but it feels, um, it feels like there's velocity. I don't know how to explain it other than that. I know, ex- I, 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 you don't have, I know exactly what you mean. It is dangerous. Yes, but in the best, best, best way. It's not the danger of, like, Rob Bell talked a lot of yesterday about the risks. Like, there's risks. Of, we always think the risk is to do the thing, and it feels like now it, we're in the risk of doing the thing. Those risks, not the risk of saying where we are, which is way fucking scarier mm-hmm. to me. Like, that was the, the, the sobriety decision point. It's like, well, I, I know what's going to happen. It's scary. I know what's going to happen if I stay here. I'm going to die or something. I have no idea what's going to happen over here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's scary, but it's way less scary. Mm-hmm. Like, the velocity behind where you are right now feels like a, just for me to watch you, because um, I've been reading for you for years, it's, it's like watching a friend evolve in the best way when you're like, Yes, you are claiming your power, and and I and I needed you to do it for me, and I need you to do it for you, and I need you to do it for all the sisters, and all you know, it's um, rising tides. It's just yeah. yeah, and we're gonna do. I mean, the thing is, like, I think the thing is, is that it's 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 ingrained in us. Like, it's even in, the reason it feels scary and dangerous is because. We actually, on some level, don't believe that a woman can be angry and still be really good. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah, I'm angry. I'm yeah. angry. Do you mean good? But I'm still really good. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to, like, heal the world, and I'm still going to, you know, like, I would take a bullet for either of you, and, like, I'm going to still be, like, the world's sister, and I'm going to care about us for the rest of my life, but I'm also just going to be really honest. 
Oh, well, yeah. that's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's I okay. Totally. It's I do deconstructing, know. though, what we thought was power. And, and it's a different definition of power. No, it's just, it's very like, it's, it's, um, I stand, I'm like, uh, you have my attention a lot more, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. does that, it's yeah. just, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, we don't have many, we don't have many, um, women, I think, that are, um, I don't know. We have I'm more. Stop. I'm going to stop. Um, okay, so I think the, what I, the question that we had a lot of questions that we wanted to ask, but I think the one question that I want to ask right now is, um, what do you think your job is? Mm. I I just had this conversation. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think my job right now I mean, my sister got me these boots, you guys. I have to show them to you, my 40-year-old boots, okay? She had them made by this woman who, like, handmade them. They're cowboy, cowgirl boots or whatever. They have, like, a love warrior on the front, and um, they have all these amazing things. Like Canaries, Celtic Cross, the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico, like, all the things that serve my soul as a 40-year-old, you know? You can meet. Yeah. Um, and she has my two favorite scriptures on them. One is, I'm new. And the other one is here I am. And so, like, I think that the reason I ended Love Warrior with those vows that were just here I am Mm -hmm. is, like, I think that's my only job. Like, with you today, with my children later on stage, like, I think my, in my writing, in my activism, like, I think my job is to keep showing up and just be really, really honest with who I am right now in this moment. You know, I'm not going to, I need to not put on any shows. I need to not say what you, what I think you want me to say. I need to just actually be fully present and okay with whoever this person is that God made me today. Yeah. Yep. Hard right. In the world. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Because you can't really, I mean, cause I, if I start thinking like my job is to be this next, write this next book or like climb this, whatever this fake ladder is that we have, or, you know, I can't, I'll, I'll lose it. But I think if, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to be tonight, but I know that wherever I am, I love that roomy quote, like wherever you are, be the soul of that place. Mm-hmm. That's what I think my job is. Like, even when I go speak at like a huge thing, it's, it's interesting because I figured out <clears throat> only a very small part of my job is what I do on stage. Yeah. Like my job is the second I walk into this sacred space, whatever it is that these people have trusted me with, like they've invited me to speak yeah. to their people. Yeah. Like it's a huge trust. So my second, it, my, my job is like the second I walk in is to just be the soul of that place. Like give myself over completely to these people and what they, and what they want and what they need. And actually it sounds a lot of like sex, doesn't it? Or how I'm learning. Yeah, well, it is. It's being, you have to be there. You can't leave if you're going to enjoy sex. Right. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, the last freaking place I'm going to be is here. Yeah. yeah. Way too much. It's so weird, right? This whole presence thing. It's almost like all these things these spiritual teachers have been trying to teach us for hundreds of years is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're right. Like, all we have to do is be fully present and, like, accept ourselves completely with all of our mess and all of our contradiction. And that it's okay to, be, I mean, in the internet world and in the faith world, like, 
everybody so badly wants you to put, wants to put you in a box. Like I have had people actually send me checklists that I have to check these things off about my faith. Oh God. Like, like sign a faith statement. Like I won't even sign my freaking HOA papers. Like you think, (laughs) you think I'm going to sign a statement about God? That is the most ridiculous. If you can think of any other more ridiculous human thing to do. Like we're going to make a list of things about God that we are certain are definitely true. (laughs) Nobody else. Like it would be like a bunch of ants getting together and being like, this is what we think about humans. (laughs) (laughs) Because it matters. Right. Because this will make them not stomp on us. Yeah. But, and I look at people like, are you insane? Like, are you serious? No. Yeah. Because it's like, faith is more of like a dance, right? It's like you just wake up every day and try to surrender to it. And it feels like very loose and like a current kind of, you know, like like you can either be surrendered to the current or you can fight the current. But, um, and, and if you surrender to the current, you just constantly, you get drawn to or pushed towards people that you have been taught to fear. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens because we can't look each other right in the eye and not love each other. So whoever this God is, is someone who's obsessed with like pushing us towards people that we are, have been taught to fear so we can fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? I just want to make sure we're being, I have no idea. I don't know what time it is. Um, we've been on for 36 minutes and so we got you. Oh, you guys, Liz Gilbert just called. Oh my God. What is that like when Liz Gilbert calls? <laughs> it's amazing, you guys. She's like the most wonderful, like truly the most loving, honest, cuddly. She's so cuddly. Like I cannot have a friend who's not cuddly. Yeah. yeah. I need someone who's like, would like sit and braid my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, to like be. We, we were sharing a bed the past two nights and I'm like. Yeah. I just need all of that. <laughs> I need I need no boundaries. No, I need no, no. boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. I respect um, people with boundaries, but I can't be friends with them for long. I know. It's really uncomfortable. I completely yeah. agree. Um, the only boundary I've laid with Laura is I made her leave the bathroom and I was changing my tampon. But yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. I will talk to Liz and ask if that's a boundary for us. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask, let's ask one more question and then we'll, mm-hmm. then we'll go because... Um, I know we don't have time, but which one do we want to ask? So, um, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, fuck. Okay. Um, I like the erasing one. Okay. All right. Well, I think she kind of answered it, but we'll ask it. Okay. So you, when you talk about the erasing, right, you know, this, uh, when you talk about like how you forget who you are and you go through depression and, and this was a beautiful piece that Laura and I reference a lot in our work when we're dealing with people that are dealing with depression, especially in early anxiety. anxiety. Okay. So when you're doing what you do, right, where you have like this, you have people counting on you and, you know, I know your job is just to be here, but at the same time, like you, you carry this, you carry, you know, you carry a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with that when you forget who you are? Mm. Well, okay. So you're talking about the depression that comes into my life or well, being the spiritual equivalent of Dory or, or the way I think about my depression my depression, which is like, it's an erasing. So I build up all of this, this life and this identity and this wisdom. And then depression sort of sets in for me, usually a couple times a year, maybe. I mean, I have tons of like little touches of it, but it sets in pretty hard. 
maybe a couple times a year. Yeah. And this is, I'm, st- I'm medicated, mm-hmm. it, but it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know what would happen if I wasn't medicated, like, mm-hmm. but I'm still taking care of myself and it still happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I call it the erasing music. That's how it feels like. I'm just, I forget, like, I forget what, I forget what happiness feels like. I actually forget what grief feels like because grief at least wakes you up. Like this is not like, like if, if happy is orange and grief is like black, then, then depression is just gray, you know, it's just like, it's just all this, this muck of, of haze. And, and I can't remember, like, I can't remember what makes it all worth it. Yeah. Yep. I look at the bathroom and I'm like, why would I brush my teeth? Like, that's so weird. Why? I just have to freaking do it again tomorrow. Like, what is this system? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I forget everything. I, I walk into like a, I, last time I walked into a public bathroom and I'm like, I stood there for like 12 minutes. I'm like, no one has figured out a better system. We have to sit next to each other in toilets with like, like nothing makes sense to me at all. Okay. I'm like a stranger in a strange land, like an alien that's just been dropped on the earth. I can't understand emotions. Okay. So here is the blessing of that. The worst part is the panic. Okay. Because even though it's happened a million times, I forget that it's going to pass. Yes. If you can actually remember that it's going to pass, you can survive it. Right. So I actually write, this is, you're going to think I'm totally, well, you already know that I'm crazy, so whatever. But I actually write notes to myself, like notes from my healthy self, and they're in a box so that I can pull them out when I'm gray. So it'll be like, Glennon, don't forget, like 12 days, whatever, 24 days, just sit, like everyone's okay. This is going to pass. This is going to lift. You're going to be happy again. You're going to remember all these things, like notes from my down self to my up self, right? Yeah. That helps a lot because it always does pass. I mean, depression is a freaking waiting game. Like, if you're doing the things that you, you need to do to take care of yourself, so you have your medicine, you have your support system, you have all that in line, then it's really just a waiting game. Like you just have to wait out the monster. And, and I want to add, because you've said this before, and it, this has helped me, and I know other people, I want other people to hear it, is um, it doesn't mean something's wrong. No, no. Oh my gosh, there's never a reason. That's, at first, I think there's a reason. It's like when I get my period and I think that my life is just terrible for two days and like I'm, I absolutely live in the wrong place and have the wrong religion and I actually hate my children and I fucking hate my house and I just, and then like I get my period and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, right? right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh. So it's the same thing with depression. I always think, oh, I did something wrong. Like I've made a wrong turn and no, it's just the cycle. It's just the cycle of things. And also, why can't we have cycles, right? Like the whole earth has cycles. Every living being on earth has cycles, and it's okay that we have them. Yeah, Rob talks like, about that a lot too, seasons. Like but seasons. how do you deal with, so when you have, like, how do you deal with, like, the Facebook or the, the talk or whatever it is when you're in that? Like, how do you show up when when you well I don't I mean I used to I part of it and, and every artist has to figure this out themselves like I think part of the magic of my beginning was that I did it I showed up when I was really depressed yeah. like I just wrote it all I just put it all out there and I think people really needed that because we're so used to everyone being okay telling a happy ending story but they don't tell you the before which is what you really need. Like, that's great that you're happy now we're also happy for you but like what we really needed is to know how you got you know, we need people to show up during the during, not just yeah. like the Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you have to like 
pay attention to the cycles of that because now I'm not going to do a lot of that. Like, first of all, I've already done it. Second of all, like I'm at a point where I really have to be careful to write from scars and not open wounds, you know, because I'm, I'm bleeding all the time, but like, that's not what people need from me right now. I just, I just know it. Like I, I know that they need me to be a little bit okay. Yeah. You know? and that's, that's like your, you just know that in like, to me, it's like, turn in, turn in, like, listen, 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 because it's not someone else telling you that I think where, where I get tripped up, where everybody gets tripped up is going, oh shit, it should look like that. It should look like that. It should look like that. And, and this comes from going in. That's it. And, and yeah. you have to, like, you have to go in and say, what is really happening for me right now? It might like, it might look, you might need to bleed on the page person. Bleed. <laughs> Bleed, right. bleed, bleed, but it's not, that's why the woman who, do, who doesn't require validation for the, from the world is the most feared person on earth. It is because a woman who's not looking at everybody else and saying, oh, wait, wait, should I, what, should I, should I, wait, what is she doing? What is she, like a woman who's actually like, no, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, actually, I, get, I, I know what voice I need to listen to. Yeah. You know, fool me a million times, shame on me. Like, I actually trust myself. Like I have this deep, deep, deep wisdom that doesn't always tell me what I want to know. Yeah. Often, as a matter of fact, tells me the exact opposite of what I'd prefer to do. Yeah. But never in the long run steers me astray ever. Yeah. You basically just describes what the best, what the gift of sobriety is. Mm -hmm. It's what it can be, you know, is you get to hear it for the first time. Yeah. And so I call that the still small voice. I call that God. My precious friend calls it spirit. One of my friends calls it Sebastian because she has some God issues. I don't fucking care what you call it. I just, I just care. The universe, whatever. Like, I don't think God's up there being like, oh, I don't like the name. Chase calls me mommy. Emma calls me mom. Tish calls me mama. I don't want to like send any of them to hell for using the wrong word, you know? I just think that um, you just have to know how to find that voice. Yeah. Because everybody, it's always speaking. It's always whispering. Yeah. It's always whispering. You just cover it and cover it and cover it. And so I just let it come. And you know, the scary part, the scary part about my depressing times is I can't get in touch with that voice as much. Yeah. And so that's the dark night of the soul, soul right? Like mm-hmm. someone who's used to being able to get in touch with that voice, it feels like you're, you, you had an anchor and you got cut off or like right. you had a kite, you're a kite and you had a holder and then it just, the kite's gone, right? Yep. So then, then comes this other level of faith, which is like, I can't even hear you anymore. And I can still sense that you're there. That's that whole, like, blessed are those who, who, who believe without even hearing, without even seeing, like, I can't hear you. And I'm still, I'm just going to be still. I'm just going to be patient. I know you're coming back. I know you're coming back. I know you're coming back. And then this beautiful thing happens, you guys, which is what every spiritual tradition tells us, which is the blessing of depression, which nobody talks about, which is that when it goes, you are new. You are fucking new. Like you look around at the world with the eyes of a child, right? You're like, yep. You're, you have a beginner's mind. Yes. Which is what everyone is trying to get to, right? Which is what people like about my writing. Yeah. What is this this weird childlike quality to it? Because they don't fucking know anything. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Right? It's like, because I'm not jaded. Like, I get get 
um, done from the depression. And I'm like, oh my God, like my whole being is just gratitude and everything's a miracle. And like the grass is so green and the sky is so blue and I don't, I'm not trying to figure anybody out. I'm just grateful for everybody. And I'm just starting over and over. I am new. I am new. I am new. Here I am. I am new. Yeah. I mean, depression can be great, 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 great gift. Yeah. Pema Chodron loves it (laughs) or her teacher taught her to love it. Yeah. Well, you have to love who you are. Yeah. Like if you look, maybe depression isn't a great gift, but it's not going to help me to not think it is. Yeah, that's it. It's the the adding the hate on top of this. No matter who you are, you have to find a way to love it. Yeah. Because you're not going to change it. That's for damn sure. I agree. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thanks. I love you so much. Call me back when it didn't record. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll email um, you in a couple days. No, do not email my sister. Email me directly next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she didn't tell you for like uh, over 10 days. I was sitting there. She was probably waiting until I was out of a gray area. Yes. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. She knows my cycles. Oh, how is it? How is, is it just lovely working with your sister? You guys like, are, are you constantly? Amazing. I mean, it's nothing different. We've been working together since she was born. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like our entire job, our entire lives has been to help each other get through the day. So now we're just doing it in this different way. It's so beautiful. It's the greatest gift of my life and my, and my work for sure. (laughs) I love last time when we were talking and then you texted or you, you messaged us staff or you got to take this part out. Oh, Amy was listening. Says I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not here this time because she's in a funk right now too. We, we always like go at the same cycles, but she, she actually texted me this morning. She's like, should we keep doing this thing where we're avoiding each other or should we actually see each other? Should we like, because when we get depressed we don't we just hide um but yeah the last time she was running in like don't say that no (laughs) so great so amy will have to listen to this before it goes out right (laughs) she always wants to delete out the f words because she's sweeter than i am oh that's awesome we'll keep them all god bless her yeah Okay, so we will let you go. Okay, I love you girls so much. God, you too. So Thank much you. love and so much mad respect. I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for this book. I feel very privileged to kind of see this, like, I get to see what, to have read it and then also to see this. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like witnessing just... Um, lucky. We're lucky, lucky. Yeah, we're lucky. We have a lot of work to do together, sister. I'm taking a picture of us right now. Hold on a second. Yeah, take a picture. Oh, my God, you guys. My kid's school has called four times. Oh. It's okay. I mean, Craig's vacuuming. He should be answering the phone. Okay, ready? (laughs) How do I do this? I seriously need another face. And all I got is you guys. Hold on a second. All right, whatever. I love you, too. We'll take another. Do one more. Can you do it? Because I can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then send I love it. that you trust us with techno. Um, techno? Techno. I think that's what she said too. Techno. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> we'll send it to you. Okay, we'll okay. talk in a couple weeks. All right, awesome. <laughs> I love you girls. Love you too. I'll be back. I'll be here. Bye. 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 Oh